0: One okay.
1: guys how's it going i'm lisa and i'm eric and welcome to the music matters media podcast happy labor day to everybody out there
0: yeah enjoy this awesome three-day weekend guys
1: yes i hope everybody has been enjoying their weekend i hope by the time you listen to this that you had an amazing summer and it was everything that you could have ever hoped and dreamed of i had a pretty good summer this summer i'm not gonna lie eric
0: Hell yeah, you did.
1: Yes, there was a lot of concerts, a lot of beach. Uh, can't complain. You know I'm a summer person.
0: Oh yeah, I know.
1: But anyway guys, so today we are going to be talking about Drake.
0: Oh man, the man of the hour.
1: The man of the hour. And we're going to be talking about Drake because I just recently went to his show in Brooklyn at the Barclays for his tour with Migos and it was incredible and i cannot wait to talk about that so we're going to be talking about the show itself what you can expect and then we're going to be talking about scorpion and really the summer of drake because that's how i feel the summer has been is really been a drake takeover this summer
0: yeah he has been one busy dude this summer
1: Absolutely. But before we can get into that, you guys, as always, we have our listener segment for our listeners all around the world. Top 3 countries of this week. Here we go, Eric. Are you ready?
0: Ready as always.
1: Okay, here we go. Coming in at number 3, we have Canada. <laughs>
0: nice, man. How That's fitting. Awesome. How fitting. Nice. Canada.
1: Shout out to our Canadian listeners. You came in just in time for the Drake episode
0: seriously that's perfect timing
1: coming in at number two we have brazil
0: nice nice to see them again
1: yes welcome brazil welcome back and coming in at number one we have the united kingdom
0: still strong huh going
1: strong
0: that's awesome it's always a pleasure to see you guys on the list
1: So there you have it, you guys. That's our top three of this week. We have number three, Canada, number two, Brazil, and number one, the United Kingdom. Thank you guys so much for coming through and pulling through for us this week. And thank you to our listeners from all around the world for clicking play and taking the time to listen to our podcast. As always, you guys, we greatly appreciate anybody who takes the time to listen to us. Extremely grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. And have no fear, because if you didn't make our top three this week, you can always get on it. There's always time to get on the top three. And all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have in your life, and we could be shouting you out next. I just want to break one thing down before we hop into the Drake episode, and that's Eminem's surprise album, Kamikaze. So he dropped this album technically on August 31st. So it was midnight, August 30th, and nobody knew about it. Dropped the album, was just like, I tried not to overthink this one. Boom. Did you get a chance to listen to it yet?
0: Not yet, but it has definitely been making the rounds on social media. Yeah,
1: you've heard of it then?
0: Yes, of course. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I've gotten a chance to listen to it. Um, I've listened to it a couple times, and... Wow, that's all I have to say it is it's it's there's a lot on there. He is coming for people on this album. He is yes,
0: I've heard that too.
1: Yeah, he has a hit list and he is coming back in full force. And a lot of people would argue that his last album did not do so well. And it was something that people were not expecting. Nobody really likes a politically correct Eminem, apparently.
0: Yeah, <laughs> And you know uh, how that is.
1: Yeah, so it really didn't resonate with people like his normal albums do. So it kind of took people off guard when they heard that kind of side from him, like the mature, uh, sober Eminem. So this time coming around, he basically targets everybody that shit on him for his last album. (laughs) And it's extremely amusing. And he comes back full force and with that typical Eminem attitude, that chip on his shoulder. And that's what people really want from him. So I think it kind of like lit that fire inside him again. And he's just trying to prove a point to not like he has anything to prove anyway, because it's Eminem. He's one of the greats, but more so the fact just letting people know that he still has it and just because he tried to maybe try something different on his last album that maybe didn't hit as well with his audience doesn't mean that he doesn't have that fire inside of him because he is really ready to go. And and the funny part about it is, is all these rappers that he's targeting and and even people in the media, nobody ever wants to, to hit back because they know. They know that if they try to go back at him, that they're going to really get it <laughs> and in full force. So,
0: you're dealing with Slim Shady, man. Looks like he's back.
1: He's back. He's back. I highly suggest you guys go check it out. If you're an Eminem fan, even if you're just a casual fan, it's definitely worth the listen. There's a lot of material on there, and you have to listen to it more than once to really get all the references. And to really understand who he's targeting and know why he's targeting these specific people.
0: (laughs) Nice, something to look forward to. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so I just had to throw that out there because it's just it's very relevant right now, and it's something that I'm listening to, and I've been listening to since it came out. And if you're a fan of Eminem, definitely worth checking out. And it's safe to say that you're right, Eric. He's back.
0: That's awesome. You heard it. You heard it here first, guys. Definitely check it out. If Lisa says it's good, then you know it is.
1: And also, um going back to our last episode, which was about the MTV VMAs, uh, we were going through the categories of the winners who we thought should have won. And I said specifically for one of the categories, it was uh, I think it was like the push artist of the year with all the new and up and coming artists. And I said that I would look into her and I did, Eric. I looked into uh, Haley Kiyoko and wow. So, you know, I got to I got to retract what I said in the last episode and let you guys know that it's definitely worth Checking her out, and I'm I'm really glad that she won. She, yeah, she is like, wow. I can't even. (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. She, her style, like her voice, her vocal, unique, right? Yeah, her vocal style is very unique, and she really found her voice. And I think that's so important because you'll know that it's her. You know, I mean, from here on out, you'll know that like that it's a Haley song. So I think that's really dope and yeah she she has so much to offer huge advocate for the lgbtq community um i think that's great and so i really didn't know that much about her before going into recording that episode so when i told you i look into her I, i really did and then after looking into her i was just like you know what she really did deserve to win glad she
0: won and she's a fantastic dancer too you've seen her music videos her choreography is amazing
1: Absolutely. Uh, I I checked out her debut album, Expectations. So good. And uh, it was a really good debut. So
0: she's the complete package.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking forward to to seeing what she does in the future and where she goes from here. But yeah, if you guys haven't checked her out yet, definitely go check out her stuff. She is definitely one to watch out for.
0: Absolutely. And fun fact, for those of you that don't know, she actually played Velma in Scooby-Doo which is pretty cool
1: wow i didn't know that
0: yeah in the second version of film. Uh, yeah
1: cool yeah so that's cool. how i know her i know she was from disney and stuff like that yeah that, yeah, yeah. I, that I knew yeah but, but I,
0: i'm glad to see how much she's matured and how far she's come i mean yeah. really it's well deserved
1: absolutely so you heard it here you guys when i tell you guys i'm gonna do something i do it looked into her love her sound love her style now I can't stop checking out uh you know her music and and everything I love what she's all about so yeah congrats to her for her big win
0: oh yeah absolutely and I can't wait to see what she does in the future
1: with that being said we can finally dive into Drake because that is what this episode is all about we are going to be talking about the the concert experience and Scorpion
0: what was it like to be at a Drake concert
1: So this was my first time seeing Drake live, which is hard to believe because I've been a long time Drake fan. So I just never got around to to seeing him live. So I was really looking forward to it. Bought the tickets when they came out all the way back in. I think it was in May when it was announced, the tour, Um, either May or early June. But yeah, so I got the tickets back when they came out. That's something I wanted to talk about with you, Eric, because that's something we can talk about scalpers and resale prices for tickets. Oh, my goodness. Because I was trying to get um, my sister a ticket last minute because she was just like, I really want to go. Unfortunately, that didn't end up happening because of the fact that these resale prices were insane.
0: Yeah, you don't need to tell me. <laughs> I I think anyone listening to this knows a struggle.
1: Oh, my goodness. Like, I bought my ticket when it came out for, like, its regular price. I bought my ticket for around 200 And... When we went to to try to get her a ticket, I'm not kidding. There was somebody that was selling a ticket that was nearly three thousand dollars. What?
0: Yes. I mean, I'm not surprised. It was but- it was so, two
1: something. So- it was nearly three thousand dollars, and it wasn't even on the floor either. It wasn't on ground floor. Oh,
0: oh wow. <laughs> okay, that is just that that's just shameless, right?
1: Right. And like every resale ticket in that place was like double, triple the price of of what it was initially. It was insane. I mean, he sold out all these stadiums and all these arenas because he did MSG first in New York. So he did a couple stops at MSG a couple nights and then um, took a break in between and then did a couple nights at the Barclays in Brooklyn. But all these shows were sold out. And uh, yeah, so it became really hard at the end to try to get tickets, but... Anyway, glad that I was able to get my ticket when I did, and so this was my first Drake experience. I've never seen Drake live before. I had a lot of expectations going into it, and I was not disappointed. Eric, it was so good that I was desperately trying to get tickets the following day (laughs) to go again. That's how good it was. I ended up going on uh, Friday, August 31st. That night and uh, the last show that he played here in New York was on Saturday, September first, so the following day, and I wanted to go so badly back to back. It was so good that I wanted to go again. That's how good I it mean, was. I that's
0: how you know if you if you're willing to go a second night, then that's how you know it was a great experience.
1: Yeah, and let me tell you why it was a great experience. Number one, I wasn't expecting this, but he had so many effects. Like he had so many. He had a really good stage setup. And there was a lot that went into the production of how everything was going to be set up. All the lights, you know, all the visuals. He really went all out. I was like, I wonder, you know, what kind of setup he's going to have. And he had, he had everything. He had visuals. He had fireworks. You know what I mean? He had like lights popping off and, and it was, it was crazy.
0: So the whole nine, huh?
1: the whole line. Yeah. He pulled out all the stops and with every song, it was a different format which I thought was genius. Every song that he played, you know, things were to change color. There would be different visuals. There was like an actual scorpion at one time. There was a freaking Lambo that he had, like the actual Lambo going over the sections of the 200 sections, like just spinning around, which that was insane. And uh, he had this um, basketball court layout set up uh, where he would like throw a a free throw shot. So that was insane, too. And, yeah, so he basically had these visuals for every song that he did and and really kept people interested. For the In My Feelings uh, song, he had the Instagram uh, background and different videos of people doing the challenge, which is cool. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: It was just very creative. It was a lot more creative than I thought it was going to be because I didn't, in terms of, like, visuals and stuff like that and and the layout and how everything was set up i didn't have too many expectations for that because i was like how much can he possibly do he's just one man but he really knows how to fill up a room and that's why these uh shows were selling out and that's why he was able to sell out stadiums because the fact that he is drake <laughs> and not only that but you really are getting what you pay for i would have even gotten better tickets Now, knowing what I know now, you know, so for future reference people, if you are a really big Drake fan, you should go for it. And I normally don't say that, you know, because I'm normally like, you should just stay within your means. Like, as long as you're in the building, it's not so bad, you know what I mean? Unless you're like a diehard and you have to be like right on top of the person. But uh, for this show, knowing what I know now, I definitely would have even, I would have shelled out a little bit more just to get closer because... It was an experience. It was an experience. It was incredible.
0: I think that's great when an artist is able to really measure up with a live performance. Because, you know, like you said, I I think it's important that someone feel like they get the most out of their buck when they go see a live show. You know,
1: he um, he was on tour with Migos. Migos opened for for him. So they came out for a couple songs as well. So they did songs together. Which, that was cool. And what he's been doing is he's been pulling out secret guests at certain shows. So he won't say, oh, so-and-so's coming tonight. And all of a sudden, they'll just walk out on stage with him and be like, hey, guys, this is, you know, so-and-so. So So for our show that we got to go see, it was French Montana, which was really cool. So French Montana came out and they played All the Way Up together. And uh, then they played his big hit, Unforgettable. And everybody went nuts for that song because to me in my eyes, that song was the song last summer that was all over the radio and that was like a big summer hit. Uh, He released it right at the right time to make it a summer hit so... It was kind of like a throwback to last summer. Drake is the, totally the the guy who took over this summer. So it was it was a cool feeling to see him come out with Drake and for them to, to be singing the song together.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, like you said, since that was, like, last year's big summer smash, it's only fitting that they perform it now, you know?
1: Yeah, because it's kind of like, here's a throwback to to last summer, and then now we're going to go into, like, this summer's hits, which is, like pretty much Drake's whole album at this point. <laughs> There's so many singles that came out for this album that really took off and, and made it onto the radio. Um, and before we get to the album itself, I just want to shout out a couple songs that he played. He ended up playing 37 songs.
0: Wow, that that's a that's quite a set list.
1: Yes, quite a set list. Majority of Scorpion, of course, was on this set list. But a couple of uh, throwbacks to, to previous songs, uh you know, prior to Scorpion, he played Controller. He played uh, Energy. He played Know Yourself. He played Jumpman, which is featuring Future. Uh, started from the bottom. He played. He played One Dance, Hotline Bling, Fake Love, which is all big hits. And uh, and he even played a Michael Jackson cover because he has the song. Don't Matter to Me featuring Michael Jackson on his Scorpion album. So he played that and then he segued that into uh Rock With You, Michael Jackson wow. cover.
0: How did that how how did that sound?
1: And amazing.
0: Amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. It
1: was amazing. And you wanna know why it was amazing too? When when he started playing Don't Matter to Me, he let the crowd sing it.
0: That's so cool. And
1: it was incredible. So he let the crowd sing Michael's part for that. And he was just like You know, cut out the the audio, cut out the audio. I just want to hear the crowd. It was really a moment. And that that's when and you've you've been to concerts like this. That's when everything goes dark and the phone lights come out. And it's just one of those moments where you look around the whole arena and you're like, wow, I feel so small.
0: (laughs) That's 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 the moment. In the night when everything, like, stands still, as yes, you could say. Yeah,
1: exactly. For me, that was the moment. Because in, in the set list, he takes the time, like, after um, Migos comes on and they do their whole collab and everything, that's the, the time that he slows everything down after that. So he kind of goes into his more, like, R&B slower tracks. And so, yeah, exactly what you were saying. By that point, that's when you really, like, get the chance to absorb everything and just take it all in. He did a melody of these songs and it was perfect. The way that he arranged them, it's just one blended in right into the next. And and it was really, you could tell that everything was really well thought out from the vocals to the set list, how everything was picked and the arrangement to the visual to go with the vocals. A lot went into this tour.
0: That's awesome. And I've got a question for you, actually. Like, you don't have to give too much detail because we're going to talk about the album anyway, but... How did the uh, Scorpion songs uh translate live?
1: So good, Eric. When I tell you people were going nuts for these songs. Going nuts. And it that's the beautiful thing about music is when you follow an artist and when you are so um into their music that they can drop an album and it can be less than like 2 3 months and people will know it front to back every word every what everything means what what these words refer to and you know the ins and outs of it and I think that's truly incredible about music
0: yeah I mean just look at us when we went to the moose blood show It had it had been what less than a week and everyone already knew the lyrics and you could see it on uh Eddie's face he was really happy that within a week or less everyone already was chanting along word for word.
1: That's exactly how I felt. That's a great comparison because that's exactly how I felt. I think Drake, uh, he's really winning with this album, Scorpion, because he released it right at the right time, right when summer was kicking off. And it's just amazing that not only was it the summer of Drake, but for him to kind of close things out, close the summer with this tour and give people like that last hurrah. Uh, I thought it was a great idea. I thought that everything that went into the marketing of this album and the promotion and everything, uh, really smart. And got to give him credit for that.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And his
1: team, of course. Of course. Definitely. And he played a lot of his classics, of course. And then for his encore song, he played God's Plan. He closed it out with God's Plan.
0: That's a that's a good song to yeah. close to the concert, too.
1: He opened up with 8 out of 10, too, in case people wow. were wondering. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a Wow, I wouldn't have expected him to do that. To
1: really just like get things going, you know what I mean? So, but overall, it was such a great show. If you have the opportunity to go catch him on this tour, I highly recommend it. Uh, I will be putting the link and information down below of this episode so you can go look into that uh, to get tickets. And yeah, just I would really recommend people seeing Drake live, even if it's just once in their life. But even if you can't catch him this time around, make sure to look out for him next time because he is one hell of a performer. And guess what? His vocals are the real deal live because not only can he rap, but when he was slowing everything down, like you said, with the Rock With You cover and and the slower songs, he was really able to to put it together. And uh, that was the true test to see If he was going to bring his R&B, you know, side and style vocals out to uh, to a live experience. And he really knocked it out of the park with that.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome that he can, you know, sound exactly like the way he does on the record. He's very
1: versatile.
0: Oh, yeah. That's an understatement. He really is.
1: (laughs) So without further ado, Eric. Let's get into Scorpion. There's an A-side, there's a B-side. The album came out on June 29th, 2018, so right in the beginning of the summer, and obviously it's considered a hip-hop slash R&B record. So the A-side is focused more on rap, and then the B-side is focused more towards R&B, and 25 songs.
0: Yeah, that, that is a- Double album. Ab- yeah, that was quite a listen. <laughs> It really was. But you know what? I've listened to various double albums in my life. So the fact that, you know, this was a double album was pretty exciting.
1: And we have a lot of features on here as well. Um, we have samples from Nicki Minaj. We have a uh, feature by Jay-Z. We have a feature by Michael Jackson, uh, Static Major, Ty Dolla $ign. So there's that as well. And yeah, Eric, let's just get right into this. So how did you feel about the album as a whole? What were you expecting? Did it meet your expectations? What did you think about it?
0: So I actually had no expectations going into this. Just because, you know, with Drake, I kind of feel like it's always a surprise. Um, Very, but, true. But that's, Very true. But that's just me, you know. So I went into it with no expectations. But, you know, I, I have heard like a, a song here and there from this new album. So I kind of had somewhat of an idea.
1: Yeah, I feel like people didn't have a choice because yeah. <laughs> because a lot of these singles were on constant rotation on the radio. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. so regardless of whether you checked out Scorpion or not, or if you're Drake fan or not, it was on your radar regardless.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like it's, I think it's been on everyone's radar. So, you know, because I had heard some of the singles, I had somewhat of an idea, but I, at the same time, I wasn't expecting anything. So I went into it. And now that I've listened to the whole thing, I can honestly say that it was a very enjoyable listen. Um, You know, he had a lot of awesome things to say on this album. Um, One thing I will say right off the bat, the production is lush. Very awesome. You can hear everything. The bass yes. is amazing, particularly yes. on the song Mob Ties. The bass yes. is really good. He
1: played that live, by the way.
0: Nice, nice uh everything is just so perfectly you know woven together so to speak and it just really makes the album flow in that sense in terms of the lyrics i do feel like a lot of it had to do with his personal accomplishments how hard he's worked at being who he is but coupled with that specifically on the first half of the album I do like that he calls into question the sincerity of the people around him. You know, are they my friends? I love that. Do they love me? Do they not? Um, You know, just his relationship with everybody. But at the same time, he, you know, he, he knows at this point, he knows what it's like to have those kinds of people around him. You know, he knows who's there for him, who's not who's only a fair weather friend, so to speak.
1: You're spot on with that. You are so spot on with that because this album was really like a therapeutic album for him where, like you said, he was really reflecting on the people in his life and choices that he's made and and choices that people around him have made and the the consequences of that. And he was really reflecting on on everything. So yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that.
0: Yeah, I I love that he's you know, constantly calling other people's BS on this album, pretty much saying you're only here when you can benefit from my name or when it serves you in some way. But other than that, where are you? Or, you know, he's said a couple times on the album, I've constant, I've learned how to, you know, detect whether someone's being you know a bullshitter and not.
1: to tune out the noise more importantly yes, to tune out the yes. noise i think that uh you know young drake maybe went would have uh went after certain people and caused the scene with with certain situations but now uh that he's older and he's reflecting on everything uh he really makes the point of sometimes it's better to just walk away there was a specific line eric you you'll know this uh where a wise man once said
0: a wise man once said nothing at all. Yeah. That's that's actually one of my favorite songs lyrically. Um,
1: emotionless. Emotionless,
0: yes. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not just about him, you know, he, it's about people in general that they try to portray themselves as something that they're not just for the sake of being noticed. But I think that song is one of the ones that hit me the hardest just because, you know, in, in it, he interweaves the lives of so many people that only want to pretend like everything's fine when really far from it and you know he he knows that even though there are people that hate him so to speak maybe it's not that they hate him it's just that their situation is so bad that they need a target to lash out right
1: exactly that they're venting and they're trying to project their anger onto somebody else uh regardless of you know taking into consideration the feelings of that other person
0: and i also love that you know even though he does call a lot of people out on their bs and all that on this album he doesn't exclude himself you know he's the first one to say i'm not perfect either you know i've i've done this Absolutely. i've done that but you know i've i've learned from it
1: he shows that he's human and he like i said it's a therapeutic process for him he really goes through his personal life and lets us inside To the mind of Drake and everything that he's been going through with his friends, with his family, with the, you know, the big elephant in the room that we now are all discussing, his new child.
0: And speaking of his new child, the last song, March 14th. So beautifully done lyrically and musically, too. But I just love that, you know, it's literally a love letter to a son to tell him, you know, when you're old enough, you'll understand this.
1: Yeah. Going back to what you said earlier, I love the production of this album. It's it's incredible. And I love all the sampling that he yeah, he yeah. takes from other songs and all the references to. Because that's a really, especially if you're really into hip hop and rap music, it's really this album is a nod to a lot of the greats.
0: Yeah, yeah. he He's made references to Left Eye, to Aaliyah. You know, it's and obviously and even you, the
1: samples that he uses, you know, with Lauren Hill for yeah, uh, Nice yeah. for What. It really is a treat listening to this album because there are a lot of hidden gems and references and sampling. And he really uh, tributes a lot of hip hop legends and makes references to them in this album. So I really give him credit for that. I love that personally because I love when people pay their respect to those before them. Uh, like i said especially the greats so there's always that and going into the album itself the production is like out of this world with 25 songs you would automatically assume off the bat that a lot of these songs are filler tracks but they're really not
0: because he's always got something important to say on each one you know i I kind of feel like it's all one interweaving message yeah there's no really throw them away there's
1: no interludes here there's no of filler tracks. There's no throwaways. Every song has hard-hitting content within the context of whatever he's discussing, uh, whether it be on the more serious side or whether that be on the more, you know, party and fun, you know, go lucky type of vibe. But either way, really, with this A side and this B side, I love the way that he split these sections up of, you know, I always get complaints that, well, Drake's a pop star now. Drake just into R&B now. Drake is a rapper. No, he used to be a rapper. So to really like hush everybody and, and to tune out all that noise, he specifically gave people what they wanted with this A side, B side, because he was just like, here, I got it all for you. You want just bars, listen to the A-side. You want stuff that you can put on in the club, or when you're hanging out with your your girl or your boyfriend, here's the B-side, you know? So I, th- I thought that was great.
0: Yeah, there's absolutely something for everyone on this record. And speaking to the production, these are some of the most awesome beats I've ever heard in hip-hop. You know, some of my That's saying a lot, too. Yeah, some of my personal favorites are... God's Plan, 8 out of 10, Mob Ties, Sandra's Rose, Talk Up, Summer Games, <laughs> Ratchet Happy Birthday, <laughs> That's How You Feel, Final Fantasy for sure, and March 14th.
1: Also, I want to give a shout out to Drake because I am a summer baby and so is majority of my family. So we, as soon as this album came out, it was just in time for our birthdays and we had Ratchet Happy Birthday playing on repeat, especially at my birthday and my sister's birthday. So, Drake, I want to personally thank you. Thank you for the birthday anthem, because that birthday anthem is insane. I love it. And it's going to be played at my birthday here on out.
0: <laughs> and thank you for that Reese's Cup reference. <laughs> that was awesome. That was another one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was cool, too, that he uh, included humor in some of the songs. Yeah, yeah. You it know, wasn't just, it uh,
1: wasn't all just dark.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, it. it went from emotion to emotion pretty well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it had a good mix of, uh, yeah, of songs. Too. Some of my favorites are Elevate, Emotionless, I'm Upset, God's Plan, 8 out of 10, Mob Ties, Talk Up, Summer Games, Nice for What, Finesse, Ratchet Happy Birthday, That's How You Feel, In My Feelings, Don't Matter to Me featuring Michael Jackson, and After Dark. Those are my personal favorites, but honestly, this whole album is really insane and I've been playing this album since it came out all throughout the summer for me personally it's been my summer anthem of an album I keep it on rotation and I constantly listen to it at least once daily so all I gotta say you guys is 2018 is not over yet so there's plenty of time to make my year end list which we will be doing on this podcast we'll be doing our year end list of uh, best albums of 2018 in our opinion but I gotta say, this is very stiff competition, because as of right now, Drake's album, in my opinion, has been the best album that's dropped this year. Yep, I said it.
0: Those uh, two songs you mentioned are uh, some that I forgot to include in my list of favorites, which are After Dark and Finesse.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And and that's another thing I so wanted good. to say, that I love what Drake does in the last two songs, Final Fantasy and uh march 14th i love that a he changes the tempo of the song that's one and i love how sick
1: is that beat for final fantasy yeah
0: and and i love that he goes from rapping to singing so well effortlessly yes very well done i think that he couldn't have ended the album better than he did it was just so well done
1: also going back to earlier in the album the song Talk Up it's definitely one of my favorites off of the album featuring Jay-Z. Jay-Z's verse yeah goes yeah. hard. Yes, it does. He steals the show on that song specifically.
0: Yes. As as you would expect him to.
1: Okay, so we we listed our favorites, right? But like if you can pick cuz we I always make you do this, Eric. So instead of a top 5, there's 25 songs off of this album cuz there's an A-side and a B-side. That's way way too little to pick from so why don't we do a myspace top eight
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right taking it back to the old days
1: yeah we'll do a myspace top eight we'll do four of our favorites from the a side and four of our favorites from the b side does that sound fair
0: yeah sounds fair
1: okay so let's start with a side off the a side what did you enjoy off of scorpion what are your four favorites off of a side
0: so my four favorites are god's plan emotionless eight out of ten and sandra's rose
1: Nice. Solid picks. Very solid it was, picks. It was difficult. So for me, my personal favorites off of A side, and this is extremely hard for me because I'm in love with this album, so but gotta pick four. So these are my four in no particular order. Eight out of ten, mob ties, talk up featuring Jay Z and Emotionless.
0: All awesome ones.
1: And going into the B side now, which is the r and portion of this album, Eric. Top four, your favorite picks. What'd you pick?
0: So this was somehow even more difficult. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but I managed. I uh, my four favorites are Finesse, Ratchet Happy Birthday, Final Fantasy, and March 14th.
1: Love those. Love those. Great picks. And for me, on the B side, my favorites were, in no particular order, if once again, Summer Games, That's How You Feel, Don't Matter to Me featuring Michael Jackson and After Dark. I love that song, After Dark. That's easily a top three for me. But this is, you know, I can't even make a top three. But I'm just saying if I did, it would have to be in it.
0: (laughs) So let me just say one last little thing. And I think it's pretty funny that I said this, given how long this album is. I started listening to this album last night. And I listened to the first half and then maybe listened to like one or two songs from the second half. And so I finished the second half this morning. And when March 14th ended, I was like, what happened? And then, you know, obviously, you know how the iTunes goes back to the first song. I was like, wow, that's it. You heard it here (laughs)
1: first, you guys. Eric wanted more on Scorpion. And to me, that says it all because 25 tracks into it. And if you still want more after that, that proves that only shows that Drake really hit a home run with this album. Like I said, 2018 is not over yet. So we still got some strong contenders. But I don't know, man. This On my year-end list, this might be, uh, could possibly be number one. We shall see. We shall. And you guys, on that note, we want to know what you thought of Scorpion. Did you listen to it? Of course you did. <laughs> Of course you did. Stop acting like you didn't listen to it. You at least know a handful of songs because they've been on the radio. So let us know what you guys think. Let us know what you thought of the A side versus the B side. Which one did you prefer? How did you think Scorpion held up? as opposed to Drake's previous albums? And what did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Are you going to go see Drake out on tour? We want to know it all. We want to know all your feedback off this album, good, bad. I especially want to know if you agree with our picks. And if not, what are some of your favorites off of this album? And guys, you can reach out to us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And stay tuned for our next episode.